Hello and welcome to the Common Geek. You need to speak in pregnant pauses to emulate the Snyder style. Yes, so we we we're not are a book club style podcast where each episode I'm going to talk at normal speed now. <laughs> we discuss a topic from our own geeky and nerdy perspectives. Oh and yes, I am your host Jeff Lovett. And yes, we are talking about this week the Snyder Cut, uh, <laughs> which will, you know, if you're Yay. unfamiliar, we'll fucking explain that a little bit more in a bit. But yeah, I'm joined by two fellow nerds. Who uh, who are you guys? Hello, I'm Timewell or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Uh, I'm furious at this film. And like, <laughs> and yeah, for like the so, literal last few seconds, at the literal last few seconds, like the rest of the four hours, yeah, sure, it was a boring ass flick, but Chatter and I, uh, Chatter and I, before recording, decided to uh, to have a little bit of a race where he started watching the the Snyder cut roughly at the same time that I decided to watch the original cut of Justice League to brush up on it. Uh, I won the race, unsurprisingly, because uh, the <laughs> film is two hours uh, shorter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, who who else am I joined by? Uh, uh, hi, I'm Jocelyn. I have only seen the Snyder Cut version. <laughs> uh, I refuse to watch the other version. Yeah, uh, it's they're less different than I remember them being, to be honest. But yeah, so we are we're going to start off by summarizing <laughs> this this topic and then oh, uh, discussing it a bit breaking down some of the the more egregious scenes and uh, motifs and end with our little rating section where we decide if the topic today was worthwhile and enjoyable. That'll be, a I, I suspect, a, an interesting discussion, which will probably come out quite a bit before that. But uh, um, just to, uh, yeah, we're going to move on to the summary here. Woo. So uh, for those of you who don't know what, the Snyder Cut is. So in 2017, right? Is that what the original one came out? 2017? Yes. Yes. 2017. Uh, I double checked that. We got the, the Justice League movie as a part of the, the DCEU, the uh, expanded universe, their film universe. And uh, because of, you know, we there were some interruptions during filming where tragically uh, one of Snack Snyder's Maybe his only, I don't actually know. His daughter died, uh, so he had to stop production on the film, and the direction was handed over to uh, Joss Whedon, uh, who we've talked about before on this podcast. Uh, I like a lot of Joss Whedon's films. He is a pile of shit as a human being, uh, (laughs) which is unfortunate, but the movie was a huge mess, and it started this kind of, like, outcry from mad fans who wanted to see the quote-unquote Snyder cut which is like you know Zack Snyder's original envisioning of the movie because he said that this is not really you know what he had and there's like two extra hours of unused footage and stuff like that and it became kind of this meme on the internet for a while until recently we of course got the uh the uh, news that actually they are going to fund and make the Snyder Cut, and it released what a couple weeks ago. I can't remember when it actually released. Uh, time ago, time it doesn't exist. I, I, I think this a year month ago, I, I <laughs> yeah, it it released early 2021. So you know, for if you're listening way off in the future, that's it when was this in happened. March, right? 
Yeah, something like that. So Sometime um, in March. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the movie is is a whopping four hours as compared to and the, two minutes. Uh, yeah, two hour run of the original. It has uh, well, we're going to break down some of the differences, but I'm not going to bother doing the plot synopsis for both because they are actually when you break them down roughly the same plot. There's just like a lot of kind of added stuff in the Snyder cut and some removed stuff, but. Uh, I'm going to start off by kind of zooming through the the plot of the Snyder cut, and then we'll we'll go back, circle back around, and break down some of the scenes and some of the uh, some of the things that are worth talking about. So the uh, the film begins immediately after Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, with Superman's death at the hand of Darks or not Darkseid at the hand of Doomsday. Lots of stupid fucking DC villain names. <laughs> um, and then uh, we big, we get this shit where like Superman's Superman's like scream in the form of sound waves like travels the entire fucking oh. world because I guess Zack Snyder has no understanding of how sound works. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, uh, that is yes. Yeah, well, we, we'll talk about that, that again but later. Yeah. But um, so since there is no Kryptonian guarding the planet anymore, or Green Lantern, as that'll be explained later, uh, protecting the Earth. Uh, our big bad Steppenwolf decides that it's chill to come back to Earth and get the three mother boxes. So what that is, is it's revealed that thousands of years ago, the uh, the evil alien tyrant Darkseid came to destroy the Earth wi- using these mother boxes. And they like, wait, they're didn't these he, crazy... Didn't find, wait, didn't he find the mother boxes on Earth? Or? Uh, it's unclear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, say, I don't think we ever my get told. My understanding was that he brought them there, but it, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into I th- that. But I think he brings them there. I think that's yeah, what they say in the story. They're, they're like an apocalyptic. I, I I was under the impression that they use those to destroy all of their planets, and then they're just either get new ones or bring them back w- right. or bring them again. Probably use the same ones, because otherwise, why would they try to bother gathering these ones? But anyway, so the mother boxes are used to merge into the unity, which is, like, a crazy powerful weapon that, like, terraforms the Earth into their, like, homeworld planet apocalypse. Spelled, of course, not at all like the word apocalypse. Um, And then the combined forces of the humans at the time, the Amazons, Wonder Woman's people, the Atlanteans, uh, you know, like Aquaman's guys, and also, you know, you just fucking know what Atlantis is, right? Like, I don't have to explain (laughs) that to you. Uh, (laughs) The old gods and a singular fucking Green Lantern, who is there for whatever reason, uh, beat up Darkseid's forces. Um, Just one lone, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but like, let's fucking be real here. It was like mostly Zeus and Ares that that fucking did all the work. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so they successfully, yeah, so they successfully split up the mother boxes and gave one to the Atlanteans, gave one to the Amazons, and gave one to the humans. I don't know. Maybe fucking giving one of them to the gods might have been a good fucking idea. I don't fucking know. Okay, but... <laughs> them giving a box to man was the dumbest thing you could ever do. Yeah, or they like just buried one it. To the green. Well, I guess the Green Lantern at that point was dead in the battle, but they literally buried a box there's, and were like, "That's fine." There's like more the Green Lantern, green lantern being no, there, there, there means no, that they knew that there were aliens, so they should fucking get one off the planet, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> literally but, um, the boxes are dumb <laughs> but yeah anyway in the present day 
Steppenwolf shows up. He's a, I guess he's like a disgraced minion or lieutenant or something of Darkseid. I don't entirely Poor recall dude. what he's disgraced for. Like, it's some, something about betrayal or whatever, but like... Yeah, there's some line implying that maybe he got too ambitious and tried to like usurp Darkseid or something, but they don't really get into it. Um, so he he goes and fucks up the Amazons and takes their, their mother box because, of course, the Amazons and the Atlanteans have not advanced as a society in thousands of years because they live longer. Do the Atlanteans live that much longer? I don't know. But, I mean, Atlanteans uh, do have. This Atlantean is our first movie te- with them, right? Yeah, I mean, Atlanteans do have like Atlantean technology that is pretty pretty darn advanced. You know, they just sure, but they use- haven't advanced in the way that human beings have, in that they've like completely forgotten about the existence of the mother box because it's been generations and generations and generations. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it makes sense that the Amazons would, because they were like some of them were literally there alive at that time, but you know. I, I just get irritated uh, when it's like, prep- oh, there's this fucking other human civilization that's that's been separate, but they're exactly the same as they were thousands of years ago and haven't evolved at all. But anyway, uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but meanwhile, in in the meantime, uh, fucking Batman is feeling all guilty about the death of Superman, and he can tell that there's some bad shit coming because he's Batman. He had a dream. Yeah, he had a dream at some point in a previous movie. Um, I can't remember exactly what leads to that, but it's not that important. Um, and he goes and he to a little, I, I think it's Icelandic village to find Aquaman. Yeah. And recruit him. Aquaman basically tells him to fuck off. Um, then we get some other scenes for like character establishment of like Wonder Woman who saves a, uh, who like stops a bank robbery and rescues some people. It's a nice terrorist attack. But, but it, same difference, same difference. Yeah, okay. uh, Flash, very weird who fucking attack. is trying to get a job, and we'll, we're going to talk more about this scene, I fucking promise you, uh, but he's trying to get a job, and he uses his speed powers and stuff like that, and, and picks up a hot dog. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Cyborg, I think maybe this scene is a little bit later, but it's worth mentioning here, like where it's revealed that Cyborg, his, his no, no, powers... No. Ca- Cyborg Sorry. is before Flash. Flash. It doesn't. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter the it, order of the scenes. I'm it just doesn't trying matter to... the order. It's just annoying because like Flash doesn't get introduced until like an over an hour into the film, and it's like yeah, yeah. But go on, go on. But yeah, so Cyborg is he like he got into a car crash with his mother. His dad is a scientist who was never really there for him. Um, and he, his mother died and he almost died and his dad is all guilty who he was studying one of the mother boxes and then he uses the mother box to bring cyborg back to life and make him a a cyborg, right? His name is Victor, not cyborg. That would be wild if his name was fucking cyborg to begin with. Uh, (laughs) but, um, and then there's this whole fucking heady nonsense about explaining like all the shit that he can do through his powers. Like, yeah, you could punch stuff and shit, but you could also rewrite the entire economy, and I'd like a good explanation for why he doesn't just do that later, because, like, it does need to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I, I, I think it's because, really like, we... it, his father kind of says, like, you you know well, that you can't use your powers for all of this. Right. Because yeah, there has to be, but... like, he they, they do a weird line to cover right. their asses. I, I, but... It's just weird where it's just like, oh, you have the power to do these things to basically, like, fix society, but, like, don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, so we've got those scenes kind of establishing all that stuff about the characters. 
uh, where am I? Okay, Stefan Wolf. Stefan Stefan Wolf. Stefan Wolf uh, goes and takes the Atlantean mother box too. Has a little fight off with uh, Mira, um, who is played by Amber Heard, who uh, should be unemployed from Warner Brothers. I'm gonna take a stance on that one. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I just keep watching this movie. I kept forgetting that there wasn't a movie before this to introduce any of these characters. Sure. I mean. And so I kept thinking I was supposed to know who she was. Yeah, there and wasn't, I just there didn't. wasn't because like in the like she her character is expanded upon obviously in the Aquaman movie, but the Aquaman movie was released after the original like yeah. Joss Whedon version of of Justice League. Yeah, like we wouldn't yeah. have any also, idea who this was you know, if it weren't for the fact that the Joss Whedon or not the Zack Snyder movie like literally came out after the Aquaman after it was supposed right. to be. Right. So like, it like it would. I still hold. Go ahead. Sorry. Wait, but is she in the? Is she in the OG? Yeah, yeah, she is a Volko. Because that not. that was the thing is I just I was I, I kept feeling like I was supposed to know who half the characters were that they were introducing. Yeah, and I was like Will- I don't Willem- know who any of these are. Willem Dafoe's character is not in the original because the Justice League movie does take place before the Aquaman movie. I think yeah. either version would. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, some confusing okay. characters being there. Okay, cool. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then, like, it's fucking hardly worth mentioning, but I, I just feel like I have to fucking bring it up. Somewhere in there, there's a scene where Lois Lane is talking to uh, Martha Kent, Superman's mom, and she's, like, trying to convince him to, like, trying to convince her to, like, move on from the death of Superman or whatever. And then she leaves, Martha does, and then it's revealed that she's Martian Manhunter for whatever fucking reason. Like, why uh, did he even bother <laughs> doing that yeah i don't know again we're gonna circle back to that but i figured that somewhere like this would be around around the right time to mention that that scene happened um and then i just uh accelerate through the rest rest of this uh uh yeah chatter i I, i've got a whole thing written out i promise you it's it's most of it is a bridge but i i there are some other scenes that i have to talk about um like yeah like also somewhere in here uh steppenwolf discovers that earth is the planet the dark side was beat before and we'll talk about that later yeah but basically it's like a whole fucking like lost a planet master dark side did how embarrassing <laughs> yeah okay that joke didn't land but uh sorry <laughs> <laughs> the uh the team uh so the team, it, not including the Martian Manhunter, because he's not really in this movie, uh, gets together because uh, Cyborg's dad is abducted by Steppenwolf along with some other humans because they're trying to find the the human mother box. And then they basically, they get the mother box from Darkseid and they use it to uh, resurrect, resurrect Superman with some sci-fi nonsense. Um, and then they bring Superman... Uh, what? They bring Superman the mother box. Sorry, I'm reading my own shit. Please cut this out. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they bring Superman back to life with the mother box. Superman yeah. goes. Superman goes crazy because I guess go, coming back to life does that to you. But like that's yeah. more of a Lazarus pit thing, not a mother box thing. But I'm. Yeah. It. Well, I mean, yeah, whatever. Go on, go on, go yeah. yeah. Basically, like Lois Lane snaps him out of it, and then he leaves, and then Silas Stone takes the mother box back into the lab. And Steppenwolf is, like, showing up to take it. And then Silas... Silas, by the way, is Victor's father, if that wasn't clear. Um, Cyborg's dad. Uh, he basically, like, superheats the the mother box and kills himself in the process using this crazy, like, laser chamber or whatever. 
Um, and then Steppenwolf just takes the mother box anyway. And, and Cyborg is all fucked up about it. But then they find out that the reason that he did that was to so that it could be tracked through like heat tracking through satellites because, you know, Bruce Wayne has access to satellites and stuff like that. So basically, he sacrificed himself so that he could go to the the uh, location of the final fight, which is, I think, somewhere in Russia. It was in the original movie. I can't remember where it's supposed to be in this one. Probably still Russia. I can't imagine why they would change that. Um and then during the final fight, like they fight for a while. And then there's this whole plot where Barry is trying to run around in circles to uh, get enough of an electrical surge to help Victor, who's working on the mother boxes, to separate them. And then uh, eventually Superman shows up and uh, he's got his black suit and his memories are back and he fights off Steppenwolf pretty easily. And then right before uh, Barry is going to go like run up to Victor and give him the charge, he gets shot in the leg, which fucks up the whole thing. So the mother boxes merge and they kill everyone. And then while that's happening, Barry taps into the speed force and runs faster to reverse time. And he basically brings it all back. Then they beat up Steppenwolf and fucking cut off his head just as the fucking portal to dark side is opening. And then they fucking like toss him, toss his head through, and Darkseid's like, "I don't give a fuck. I don't even like this guy." Uh, and then we get a couple. They're not really post credit scenes. One of them is like a new version of the post credit scene from the original, where uh, Lex Luthor gets out of jail and he meets up with Deathstroke, who uh, then he like reveals that Batman is Bruce Wayne, which is not how the original scene went, and we'll fucking get into that later. And then there's this long post apocalyptic future where. Uh, Batman and the Joker have a little non-consequential back and forth about like, you know, how everything went wrong because apparently Lois was the key and when she got killed, then Superman went crazy, which enabled Darkseid's forces to so return. Dumb. I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah, it's it's like a common plot point of like the Superman being evil thing. Superman but it's nice that there's evil, at least some like, consequences to br- fucking bringing him back to life. I don't know. But not but, really but, because but the, the whole thing, thing is that, a fucking like, annoys dream. Me about it is like how he goes evil. It's... Oh, yeah. Lois died, so now he's mad, and it's like, God, it's not that yeah. Hard like, didn't we have it. any more faith in that fucking character? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but none of it is really consequential at all because uh, Bruce wakes up, and that was all a dream, maybe a premonition, but it was a dream. And then Martian Manhunter shows Martian Manhunter shows up again, and is like, "Thanks for getting that team together," even though he didn't fucking help at all even though he clearly could have but just didn't fucking do it for yeah, whatever reason like where were you you <laughs> you have psychic powers you can enter people's heads you yeah you right like could have so been one of but, yeah i've got some thoughts on that but that that's pretty much the plot um, I, I mean you missed one important thing so in the trailers okay. for the snyder cut there is a <laughs> there is like joker. Right, yeah we'll talk about this first <laughs> well there is a part where like joker looks to the camera and goes you you know Batman, we live in a society, which is and, like a, and it, a it meme. Was just, <laughs> and it was like such a stupid line. Cause it was a meme line because like, right? Because uh, like you know people would always joke about like and Joker being like deep because we live in a society, and then he just says the joke line, and it's like it, seriously, unironically, and it's like yeah, okay, I kind of have to know what the context for this is there is none it, <laughs> it never none. gets said it, it doesn't never happen gets in said. the actual movie lies <laughs> damn lies 
Which is, yeah, I feel sort of similar, similarly to that as I did when, like, they obviously put in the Hulk in the fucking uh, Infinity War trailer when the Hulk really wasn't in that movie. You know, where it was just like, I don't think that maybe this was ever meant to make the final cut. I think that they put that in there to strum up controversy or something yeah, like exactly. that. exactly. I can't imagine. Because, like, that's the whole thing with the Joker in general, too. And Martian Manhunter might as well talk about this now. Is They that, might like, as well just not be there, yeah. Right, they might as well not be in the movie, because, like, but I, the thing is, I kind of don't feel like they were ever in the original movie, because the whole thing with the Snyder Cut, right, is that, like, oh, show us the, how Zack Snyder originally intended it, right? And I just straight up don't believe that these characters were intended to be in the original version of the movie. I feel like once they decided they were doing the Snyder Cut, they felt obligated to add in a couple characters to, like, you know, make people think that this is a different movie. Oh, the Justice League actually has... Martian Manhunter, we should yeah, add sure. him. Or just be like, you know, be like, oh shit, they're they're adding the Joker, therefore this must be very different. But the it's Joker not. scene is tacked on at the end and doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the plot, and, and the Martian as- Manhunter does literally nothing in the movie, so they yeah. feel very added in post. Question. Um, yeah, go ahead. Jeff, because I, I yes. have not seen the Joss Whedon version. Is does Martha talk to Lois in the um, Joss Whedon version? Yes, it's in a different context. Like, they're not in her apartment. They're at work. They're at, like, Lois's job. But more or but less... But it's the, the same, same kind of, kind of stuff is conversation? Yeah. yeah, same similar conversation. Yeah. That's so dumb! Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's the Martian Manhunter, because he'd have literally it's... any reason to say that to Lois Lane. And, like, but maybe Martha must have would... been stalking her to know all of that intimate stuff about her. I don't fucking know. Uh, oh <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a mind I... reader. He can... Remember, he's a mind. That's still. That's not the hard part. You got me there. But But I I mean, I feel like it's it's connected to this whole like, oh, Lois is the key. If she dies, Superman goes crazy thing. Which is like, there's a lot in this. Like, there's a surprising amount in this movie that is setting up for a sequel that will never come, or hopefully will never come. Hopefully, oh my god, I hope that never. Because like, there's surprisingly more in this movie that sets up for a sequel than there was in the original that notionally could have actually had a sequel, which is is weird. But um, yeah, I, I want to circle back. I want us to each fucking, I don't know, pick a scene to talk about uh, that a, a scene added to this movie. If Jocelyn, if you pick a scene that was in the original, I'll tell you that while you say it, um, okay, <laughs> since cool. you haven't seen it. <laughs> Uh, well, or, I mean, just pick a ridiculous scene, to be honest, because there's, there's a lot in here that's just sort of, like, absurd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, it's been a while since I've seen the Joss Whedon movie, so I actually yeah, I, I, cannot distinguish between the original. I take that back. It doesn't, it doesn't matter so much if it was something that was in the yeah. original. Yeah, but, um, but I, I think it, it'd be, it would behoove us to, like, go over any kind of differences. Some of the differences. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so I'll, 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 I've got a quick list here. I wrote it down on a on a pad and paper. How (gasps) fancy am I? Um, Some of the differences. There's going to be a few here that I didn't notice, and um, you know, it's been like a week since I've watched the Snyder cut, and I just watched the the Joss Whedon cut to refresh myself. So I probably have some mismemory of of some of those plot points converging. But here are the ones that I noticed. All right, so the the big difference, uh, the Big main difference for me, Steppenwolf is completely redesigned. Um, we'll talk more about his design because I know we all have, you know, fucking thoughts on that. Um, he's given a bit more of a backstory, uh, not a ton of one, but a bit more. Uh, Darkseid is in this movie. Darkseid was not, he was maybe hinted at in the original. I don't even think so necessarily. 
uh, but he's actually in this movie, even if he doesn't do a whole lot. Um, there's a lot of added scenes for each of the heroes, uh, which we'll get to. Uh, there's This is another one I want to talk about. They're in this movie, as opposed to the original, there is absolutely no objection from any of the heroes at uh, resurrecting Superman. There's a big argument in the first one. <laughs> wait, there's, wait, really? Whether or not that's right to do, yeah. Oh, thank God! <laughs> yeah, because... Because yeah, anyway, it's we, we such a get... weird plot point. Yeah. 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 I, I, that one is like, like, I, I sort of. And it's so weird that they actually show them digging up Superman's grave in both. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Wow. Our heroes. We're doing that it. Whole thing, I, like, We're grave I, robbing. I sort of blame that whole thing on Dawn of Justice, to be honest, because like, I just feel like if they wanted to do a Justice League movie, then we should have fucking saved the death of Superman for later. I don't know, but yeah, no, they <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was yeah. They were they were written into a corner on that one. Yeah. Like, um, oh god. Some like, other differences. Uh, Lex Luthor scene is completely different. It's you know a lot of the same shots, but the dialogue is all different. In the in the original version, he calls Deathstroke to the ship, and then he's like, "What if we had a league of our own?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. And in this one, he's like, "Hey." I'm not crazy anymore. Don't worry. And also, I know Batman's name. And Deathstroke is like, that's cool. That's that's a reason for me to sit down at the table. But then it doesn't matter because there's that whole extra scene where Deathstroke is just there. Um, then there's the, yeah, the post-apocalyptic Joker scene. Um, Which really that, doesn't yeah, do much of that. That post-apocalyptic Joker scene is one of the most out-of-place things yeah. right. ever. And yeah. like, and also and stylistically, like, I've said this to a few times, but like, when I'm fucking watching oh. a four-hour movie, I'm just like looking for things that don't have to be there, and that is like one of the number one examples of just like, if you're yeah. not making a sequel to this movie, this has no reason to be in the movie at all, other yeah, than to exactly. say that you have the Joker in the trailer. <laughs> also, know? partially because it's just a dream. Yeah, and also- yeah. And I'm I I hated. In, cause I've, okay, I also have to say, I've only ever seen the extended director's edition of Batman vs. Superman. Um, so I know it's, sh- this is a shorter scene in the, in the theatrical cut, but I hated with a passion that dream sequence because yeah. they didn't visually make it, like they, they try to do a fake out and it just confuses you on what the plot is. And yeah. like, cause they try and make it seem like it's not a dream, but it is. And I'm like, y- y- you're, you're messing with your audience here. Stop it. Yeah. And it's um, also just like, also, I hate And that. also just the post-apocalypse scene doesn't really communicate anything. We already know yeah. Superman goes evil. There's if no point. Lois dies. Yeah. If and Lois we're not dies, getting anything from this. We're not getting anything uh, from this. It's yeah. Just also dream. like in the, the Donna Justice scene too, is just like, it felt very blatant as a sequel setup, you know, like it didn't feel like, you know, they didn't put the 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 Easter egg in there for people to grab onto to to bring up into the sequel. It was only there for sequel bait, not for the plot of the movie at all. Right? Yes, and th- yeah, this, and this and in the extended like cut, too, it was even, even worse. Though, yeah, and right. like here's here's the thing. I think the whole Superman goes evil because Lois dies thing. I think it's just Snyder trying to do that plot point in the Justice League cartoon. You know, where it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in an alternate like universe, the Ultraman or whatever. Or no, not Ultraman. In an alternate universe, uh, Super- Flash is killed, and Superman, as a result, decides to just uh, 
Uh, oh, right. Go, yeah. Go Sorry, I got those two confused. Yeah. I forgot that that wasn't the same thing as the Ultraman thing because it's yeah. very similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fla- Flash, Flash dies and Superman decides to just uh, go full fascist and take over the world. And, right. and like, there was a question in the main to- or main universe where it's like, what happens if that happens in this universe? Will Superman go evil? And there, there's like a whole big deal. Okay, and- I'm just I'm just going to say it. Superman going evil is dumb. I yes, yeah. I know. I'm with you on this. If you want a good, like, if you want, if a, you well, okay, I, I I will amend it by saying if you don't properly write it and give it the time it needs to get there, it's dumb. Yeah, which is what the cartoon does well because it sets it up very like it carefully sets it up for a long time while this just goes in without really establishing who superman is or why right he should be shocked like it feels like it superman discredits the character a little yeah, bit yeah exactly it, you know, it kind of like just you know what let me let me shine yeah. a little positivity in here real quick uh you want a good superman story read uh superman smashers of the clan i i read that at least recently it's a really good superman story what superman should be and i'm so sick to death of the superman goes evil plot line because they overdo it like yeah, I also just don't care about Superman, but that's a personal I, preference. I don't know. I just I feel like I like Superman as a character. I just hate that the the same stories that they always tell with him. You know, yes, because like I I like the idea of you know like I like the the character in the Justice League where it's like yeah he is he is all about truth and justice and shit like that. Like he's a you know it's a fun character like. It, like, it just matters, like, how when they start using him as an object in the story of, like, well, oh, what if he went evil because he's too strong? I'm just like, shut up. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, the thing is, uh, it's overdone. It's in the movies. There's an yeah. upcoming uh, Suicide Squad game where Superman goes evil. There's right. It's the fucking equivalent of uh, of they them nev- keep trying to do the, the fucking Dark Phoenix story in the X-Men yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. They, they, uh, they never let it go in the comics. It's. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, back to the Snyder cut of it all. Okay, so a few more notable differences. There is a lot more uh, slow-mo scenes. Uh, the music is very different. Uh, when Superman comes back to life, he then takes up the black Superman suit and is a lot less campy than he was in the Joss Whedon version when he came back. Um, and the whole, you know, uh, CGI lip thing is obviously fixed since they didn't use any of the new footage. Um, and the final fight is, is very different. Like in the original final fight, they all definitely have defined roles, but there's none of the whole Barry running around in circles thing or, and then when Superman shows up, you know, he just helps Cyborg rip the cubes apart and yeah, yeah, we can fucking get into the minutia of the differences, but the the final fight is very different. So yeah, those are the, the main differences that I noticed, Chowder. I don't know if you remember any other ones specifically, like there's a lot of like little things that are different, like lines that are tweaked or taken out or stuff like that. But the only other thing that I know, because I've seen people talking about it is that they gave more screen time to Cyborg and his storyline. Yeah. You know what? Good. That's, I, Which Cy- is like my the only thing I liked about that movie. Yeah, Cyborg was Although, Cyborg. Yeah, no. <laughs> Having Cyborg just watched the original Red, one again, uh, in the original movie, the Joss Whedon in the Joss Whedon version, Cyborg had barely any lines, and like, and the thing is, people did like the character. You know, like what Lily had, people like did like that, but like he was barely a character in the Joss Whedon version, whereas here. We do get to understand Cyborg better. He does get to be more of a character. 
So, so yeah, I don't movie... think it's entirely used totally well, though, because like a lot no. of it no, is no, no, just no. like I, I'm not saying this. It's... This movie just made me want a cyborg movie. Like, like yeah. my my issue with this Justice League movie is that it came too early. Yeah, all of these it... plots for all of these characters that they're trying to do in one film should have been their own films. Right, which is why all the characters I feel like feel really flat and sort of one note you know because most of them didn't have movies establishing their characters because like i know we're getting a flash movie but like if he's not fucking toned down in that movie that would be absurd because he is a like he is a side character in that like all of his lines are you know comedic like yeah comedic relief and shit like that he's just like a weird sort of unlikable guy and like I don't know, maybe they could explore that as him having like a certain kind of neuroses or, you know, just like being really antisocial and and how that and but like it's always used for laughs. I think in both versions of the movie, like yeah. some of his weirder lines are taken out. Like he goes in the original one, he goes on some rant about brunch when Batman meets him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, what is brunch? You just wait in line until it's lunch. What's the point? And it's just like, who wrote that? And what was the point of that one? <laughs> It, fe- it feels like Weird. Joss Whedon thought Flash was being played by Seinfeld or something. I don't. What is but that's love? the thing is I, that's another line chowder where I kind of don't believe that 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 wasn't in the original version because in the Snyder cut the scene is exactly the same except without that line. So I don't believe that no, 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 Joss I, Whedon went and no like, no I actually I think that's something Joss Whedon added because like something oh, really? you can tell about that particular scene is. When the new shots are done and when they, the old shots are done, because he has gotcha. a different hairstyle in the newer and old. But shots. but here's they, the thing: they did still. He was use still working the, off the of the original then. Snyder stuff. Like as yeah, much as people well, want to yeah. say that these were going to be t- two different films, Joss Whedon picked up the film partway through. Yeah, script was already written. It's not like much of that was like, you know, like... Sure, but, but I think what Chowder is saying is that that was one of the scenes that was added in added in after with reshoots because of, like, there was a whole thing with, like, Ben Affleck's fluctu- fluctuating weight and, like, uh, Barry's hairstyle and stuff like that, that, like, if you're really looking for it, you can tell, like, which stuff was shot later and which stuff wasn't. Like, stuff that isn't just as obvious as, like, whenever, you know, Superman's lip Superman's looks like lip. it's fucking doing yeah. the tango or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, but I'm not sure about Snyder that specifically. Keep it in? But that scene, the yeah, that's, what, that's what's, it, it does show up in the Snyder Cut. So Wait, there the is brunch some... shows up in the Snyder Cut? Or... No, the I, brunch line, line doesn't, doesn't, but the rest of the scene does. The rest of the scene does, it plays exactly yeah. the same way. So I don't I don't know like I can't imagine that Joss Whedon would add that line only like it he wouldn't do really... a pickup for one line. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, I, I I couldn't say for sure, but yeah, no, I do want to talk about uh, some ridiculous scenes. There's one in my mind that I really have to talk about, um, which is our introduction to Barry Allen in this movie, where he is uh, trying to get a job uh, at a I, I guess like a, a pet like dog a, a, a vet or a dog walking agency or something like that. Or maybe and there's like a car a crash shop. out of the window. And this is yeah. when we first see his powers. He turns around, his shoes rip off. And then his love interest, Iris West, but like really she's just a person because she's not really in this movie, uh, is flying through the air coming name, out of the car. Is she she's they... got like a name tag or something, but... Um, <laughs> a name tag. Just... Yeah. 
but like it's just like I'm so she's flying out of the air and he goes out to to save her and he like there's like this romantic music going on in the background while he's just creepily staring at this woman in slow motion instead of actually saving her more efficiently and then in the middle of this ro- like quote-unquote romantic i would say creepy sequence he just grabs a fucking hot dog out of the air that that was part of a hot dog cart that also was involved in the crash and just like casually while he's rescuing this woman picks up a fucking hot dog out of the air and puts it in his pocket and i'm like what is going on in this movie i i, I mean it and comes it like, does come back like yeah he feeds it comes it to back he's yeah. like oh but it's i such a- bring a meat treat for my dogs or whatever and he's like feeding it to the dogs which is still still a fucking weird line but it's just like they're presenting this scene as this romantic thing of like oh look at he's in love with this woman that he's just seen which i think is creepy but that's like a common movie kind of creepy that's supposed to be romantic right but it's all just made that a little extra bit weirder by the fact that he is also grabbing a loose hot dog out of the air while it's happening (laughs) like what the fuck yeah i I mean i'm glad you had mentally prepared me for that because oh it was a lot to take in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe it's because I was rushing through, but, like, I guess I saw that scene of him looking at Iris West as, like, uh, like time slowing down, and he's like, oh, shit, this is about to happen, and I gotta get into motion kind of thing, not up. Sure. Oh, and I'm that all, like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to well, be no, it's, it's because guess, the... necessarily in the way that I described, right? But it could be like, a, oh, he's living time at a different rate than everyone else, right? I would say that even if that were the intended message, and even if it worked totally well, that is still quite undercut by him grabbing a loose hot dog. Oh out yeah, of the no, air definitely. I'm, I'm not arguing. And, and also, the, what Jeff that, is talking about with the yeah. creepy thing is, it, there. It was the fact that leading up to that crash, you have him and this girl having a meet cute beforehand. Like they're making eye contact. They're. Yeah. It, they oh. were establishing something before the crash. Oh wait, it's coming back to me. Okay, I get what you're and saying. And so it's now. it's yeah. Yeah. it's like this this was definitely meant to be like a setup, wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing. Yeah. And it, it yeah. was weird. It's very yeah. supposed to be like love at first sight kind of thing, which you know I think it's is a very classic, of an inherently creepy thing. concept myself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that uh, so that that's a scene I wanted to talk about. Are there any ones that stuck out to you guys? Um, I don't know if, like, any particular scene. Okay. Yeah, I mean, or mm. just, like, tropes or, okay. like, things. Was this in the original? Because um, I just, the concept to me was dumb. Um, when th- they first find the first mother box, which is a mm-hmm. dumb name, um... I mean, that was from the That's at least a dumb name from the comics, though. Oh, I know, I know. Most of these names are from the comics, and they're dumb. Um, That's just par for the course. But that's a personal preference. In the comics, it's charming because it's like, you know, superhero It's the comics, yeah. It's a cute little thing, yeah. When people say it seriously, it it is weird. Um, But anyway, they get the first box at the uh, Amazons. And... This okay, room, Amazon Prime. I, no, that's what I thought too. Like, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. It's just like the Amazonians. Themyscira is Yeah, that's the name of the place. So Themyscira, that room had a skylight. First off, <laughs> it had a no, skylight. I never thought about that before. I want to point that out right. because it's important for what happens next. 
they're in this big battle. A lot of people are dying. Mm-hmm. And they start sealing off doors. Yeah. To a room that has a skylight. <laughs> I, I assume yeah. the skylight also closes, but they never showed. But that. they never showed or implied that that yeah, closed. Also, like the way that the only thing the that they is... did was it had everything fall into the ocean, which is yeah. like okay, kind of. But then you didn't really need the doors to close. <laughs> So to, to answer your question, Jocelyn, yes, that scene was in the original. The main difference was they didn't have the whole blow it up and have it fall into the ocean thing. They just closed the doors like that, and then he just, like, broke a hole through the wall because it's just fucking Somebody stone. Somebody okay. told me the so, world was So at least, okay, at least in this version, they tried to also drown him, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but like, man, all of that, that was scene. dumb. And and maybe we can use this to transition to talking about wait, the, wait, the redesign on, of... Uh, I want to talk about Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, so I guess it's a series of scenes, really, but it's like the choice to have Darkseid appear and also to have, like, Darkseid come to Earth and get his ass beat there... Like, he got taken out by arrows and lightning, and it's like, this is the final boss, and we just saw him get served hands. Uh, like, yeah. way to undercut the threat of the ultimate evil of your story, you know? Like, he lost to arrows, man. Well, I mean, I think part of the point of that was like, oh, you know, like, our Earth's forces were so strong before. Really, I would just say three, it had yeah. less to do with their being united and more to do with the fact that the gods were there helping. But no, no, here's the thing. Darkseid's supposed to be the ultimate evil. He's supposed to be the new god. The the yeah. god above the gods. The guy superior to the gods. And that's what makes him such a threat. Sure. You know? But that's like a comics thing. They don't have to have him be that powerful for him to still be threatening, you know, if they're doing an adaptation. Yeah, it was. Of it. it's one of those things where, like, as a non-comic book reader... Yeah. You don't necessarily need or want to set that up in your films because you have all of these bad guys. They can't all be the biggest bad... You know, like, it's it's yeah, yeah, picking I, which villains you want to be your Thanos. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, this movie clearly, like, sets up Darkseid as the Thanos of this universe, you know? The, yeah, for the sure. The one this is all leading up to, and we know he can be beat. Wait, works? Is, is he supposed to be coming back? Because... If he's well. the Thanos, then they should have, like, that's the thing is, I don't see him as a Thanos because they dealt with him in one film. Well, he's not, he's still there. Like, you know, they still have him as the threat. He doesn't get killed or anything like that. Yeah, but like, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like he is because they never fought Thanos in the Marvel mo- movies. He was in the shadows and stuff was happening to lead up to him, but he didn't actually do anything in the movies. I mean, that's also true of Darkseid in this one. <laughs> To be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's my point. The mystique of Darkseid is gone. Like, this is supposed to be the final boss, and he doesn't really feel that special anymore, you know? Right. I mean, it's because, like, they wanted to add him back into the movie, and they wanted to show him doing something. So they basically, like, in the original cut of the movie, like, that scene was still mostly there. It was a little bit expanded on in the Snyder Cut, but it was there, except it was just Steppenwolf there instead of Darkseid. yeah. And he gets served hands. Can we fucking talk about, though, how, like, and this is, like, one of the things that I was grappling with the most after watching the Snyder Cut, is that there's this scene in the middle where where uh, Steppenwolf discovers that the, the anti-life equation is on Earth, right? Which means it's the 
the planet that that Darkseid was defeated at before. And he's like, yo, Master, my fucking... I found out that this is the planet that you were beat on all those years ago. And, like, this is the, the planet you have to get your revenge on to get the anti-life equation. But, like, how the fucking shit did Darkseid not know what fucking planet it was before? Like, isn't that the reason the mother boxes are here? Like, you knew about the planet because that's how you lost the mother boxes is you were defeated here. So how do you remember the mother boxes is here but not remember that that's where you were defeated? Like, what? What is that plot for? It, 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 no, what confuses me is that, like, you know, he, he says, we've been searching for the primitive planet. Yeah. And it's like, you got your ass handed to you here. Why would you need to search? Yeah, like, you know where it is, right? Like, she, like Darkseid, you were literally there, my guy. <laughs> also, why did it take you that long to come back to Earth? You could have come in a little bit earlier. Like, before Superman was there? I'm, I mean, I'm assuming he had to regroup in some fashion. It, he, Over, like, thousands like, of years? It now? seemed like it was a pretty devastating blow. I don't it, know. It, devastating just, blow, but it all... But, you know, thousands of years. Like My issue here is that they don't actually really explain anything about what this dude's plan is. Like, yeah. I don't know what this man's aim was. When he came the first time, I don't, other than, like, destroying the planet, which I, maybe it's just because I tune out when there's someone droning on and on. Oh, yeah, no, there's a lot of droning on and but, on. But, like, but it, it's, when when you put... All of this stuff as, like, someone telling a story over shots that with annoying dramatic music, I tune out. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so if, if that's how you're going to tell me what a villain is up to, every single time you're going to tell me what the villain is trying to do, I'm not going to understand it because... But, like, here's the here's the thing. I do know what Darkseid's ultimate goal is, but only because, like, of knowledge outside the movie. If I, I feel right, like, like if, other media. Uh, yeah, if I didn't know who Darkseid was, if I didn't know what the anti-life equation was, which, by the way, is just like a math equation that lets you mind control people, I wouldn't get the significance. I wouldn't get any. Yeah, like that, I watched that entire movie going, I don't understand what the, what's happening. I don't understand the villain side of this because they haven't told me anything. They keep saying all these names and expecting me to understand what they mean and not actually telling me or showing me any of it and that is a constant issue that they have now right like it feels like another uh, one of those like convoluted editions where it's like oh they wanted to say dark side is in this movie now but like the whole thing just becomes really convoluted because like of course he would remember what planet he was on like i it's weird because the whole like they could have left all the dark-sided stuff in as is and just not mentioned the anti-life equation and had it been the same but make more sense right like the anti-life equation thing seems to only be setting up like oh what happens when dark side comes back but again this movie is not going to have a sequel at least that's what they're saying so i hope it doesn't have a sequel yeah yeah like my that's my and i probably would have had the same issue with the shorter version i just yeah I, i dc needs to stop like and this is probably a very controversial opinion. I don't read a lot of the normal comics for DC. I don't read Superman comics. I don't read pretty much any of DC's comics, really. I've I'm, read... I mean, do, yeah, like, not, 90% of superhero comics kind of suck anyway, so you're not missing out much. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it keeps feeling like they expect me to have read 
all of these comics and know all of these arcs. That is the one thing that I think Marvel has kind of much to a lot of people's disappointment, they water down the comics so that it's understandable. They're not using all of these terms and lingo that only those people who read that comic line are going to pick up on. Yeah. Because it, it's it's hard to continue watching when I don't know what the hell this equation is and what it means. You know, like, it's just not enjoyable as a viewer to have words spouted at me and I'm supposed to know what they are and I just don't. Yeah, and it's like, Darkseid is from a different series of comics called The New Gods, and, like... Unless you know... Cool, why does that matter, though? Yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, unless you know what the new gods are and, like, what is Darkseid's significance, it doesn't matter who Darkseid is. Darkseid doesn't matter. It's He's someone you have to set up because there's a lot to him and you can't just have him step in, say, I'm the big bad evil guy and expect people to care. Right. Well, it's the same thing, like, with Thanos, right, is, like, they had to actually, like, give him motivation, which, of course, differed a little bit from the comic motivation, but it's, like, well, yeah, they had to make it something that was less, like, weird and heady for the movie, And understandable because... for a general audience. Yeah, and, yeah, and right? also, like, like, what they did with Thanos was, like, they had the event happen, then they show Thanos, and it's, like, mm-hmm. for, for those who know Thanos, it's, like, a hit of, uh, like, a hit of... Serotonin? Dopamine? I don't know what that is, but... <laughs> but <laughs> dopamine, yes. A Happiness? Hit, <laughs> Happiness is serotonin. But. A, hit of dope, a hit of dopamine uh, for those who recognize him, but for, like, general audiences, it's like, oh, man, this is the guy behind all the insane shit ju- that I just saw. That's mysterious. There is a mystique to this guy. I wonder Right, like, you don't necessarily need to know anything about him yet. Yeah, exactly. Know? But, like, with... Dark side, you kind of have to know who Dark Side is to care about uh, who mean, Dark Side is in this movie. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I feel like you know if they didn't like, I feel like you have to know who Dark Side is to understand the significance of the whole anti life equation thing, right? Exactly. Like, I, I feel like they could still have him be in this movie as like, oh, this guy is dangerous, and not explain why if they're planning to follow through with that later. You know, yeah. like still have him being a tease thing. Like right? they could have had him coming from that metal stone thing checking up on him and like getting angry like that that was fine that was all i needed it was like okay there this is an underling steppenwolf isn't the actual bad guy here that's fine right then it would feel more like thanos in uh in 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 guardians you know how thanos is there like this is before he's a significant character and he's different obviously but like and you're you're hearing his name and you're you're hearing about stories it's not just yeah you're being set up why he's dangerous. Yeah, that that's my big issue with this film is that it I felt like I had to have read 20 comics to actually <laughs> engage with it and understand it. And even then they weren't like terribly accurate to that either. <laughs> like, and like in Guardians of the Galaxy, it doesn't really matter who Thanos is. What matters is how Gamora reacts to Thanos, the idea of Thanos. Right, exactly. And uh is there anything I else want to talk about? Hold on, I've cataloged my reactions on this phone. <laughs> There's a couple little things I want to talk about. Like, I was going to talk about this briefly when Jocelyn was talking about the scene where he takes the mother boxes, and this is a real one-note thing, but, like, uh, if we want to talk a little bit about fucking Steppenwolf's uh, new design, first of all, I'm going to say I like it better than the original version because the original version looks kind of like a fucking PS2 cutscene. 
uh, in terms of CGI. But, I think they're um, both choices, so I, I commend them for both having stylistic choices in mind. Yeah, I just think he's a little bit more interesting in the new version. Not, like, maybe enough interesting, but there's a really fu- fucking funny thing to me where they're, like, he's got, like, this crazy spiky armor that, like, moves around with him, which is kind of cool. You know, Chowder's got some other thoughts on that, but uh, <laughs> to demonstrate its usages... Uh, in the scene where he's stealing the mother box from Themyscira, they shoot him with a bunch of arrows, and then he, like, flexes, and his armor, like, snaps off the, the fucking arrows or whatever. But I just <laughs> want to fucking say, if the armor allowed him to get shot by arrows, and then he snapped them out, those arrowheads are still in his fucking body. <laughs> like- <laughs> and now just harder to get to. Yeah. There's, like, a part where he's, like, uh, going through some cars, and, like, he gets angry because he can't find a thing he's looking for. And when he gets angry, he, the, like the spikes shoot out like he's a like he's a cat. A Pomeranian. Like, fucking like porcupine. Hissing. And it's like that was supposed to I... be. They, they seriously unironically thought that was cool. And it just looks so silly. He looks like a cat when it's like hissing and like, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of cute, to be honest. Yep. I, I liked the visual aesthetic of his mm-hmm. armor in this. I didn't uh, really watch the first one, and I've, I have some screen grabs up of the old one, and I, I don't <laughs> like it, so I'm, yeah, I, I, I agree, is... I like the new one. But, like, yeah. the functionality is not good, but I do really like the aesthetic. Here's yeah. the thing, I don't I... <laughs> like the new armor. It's over-designed. There's too much to it. There's too much moving parts. The whole thing blurs together. It's an I don't necessarily like the new armor. I like it a hell of a lot more than the old armor, which may be more to do with, like, the CGI budget. As opposed, like, the redesign, I think it just is better, like, from a visual effects standpoint. I, I remind, it, it, it goes inside, it coincides with the design they did for the cubes. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes thematic sense in a yeah. way. Like, is it too busy? Yes. But it's, it's at least trying to go for something. But speaking of fucking being too busy, though, right? Like, if they're doing all these des- redesigns, they couldn't have redesigned Cyborg. Really? He just looks really bad. I really hate the Cyborg design, which is the I, same I in agree. both movies. But it's just, it's so weird and, like, spindly and, like, he's got too much of a booty. And <laughs> There's no such thing, Jeff. <laughs> I hate the choice to make him, like, this somber, stoic character. Like, I, yeah. I know in the comics that's actually what he's more like, but, like... Most uh, people know the Teen Titans. <laughs> I, I like I like the Teen Titans cartoons. I I was telling Jeff when we were first watching it, or when I was I was just live tweeting to him as I was uh, uh watching it watching for the f- entire four hours. Um, <laughs> but the it, reason I want more of him and more of his story is because I think he eventually can get back to the more upbeat and fun thing. But I mm-hmm. liked I liked that we actually got to see character from him he was the only one who it felt like i had an understanding of how we got here yeah and that's like one thing the snyder version does better than the whedon version because in the whedon version he was barely a character barely even had any lines yeah he did have some fun though like that's i i know this is a whedon thing and like he added it in and like it seems a little tonally weird but there was like more humor in the whedon version and some of it i felt was kind of humanizing like it kills me, and I knew that it wasn't going to show up again, that, like, in this version of the movie, at the end, after they beat the guy, Cyborg doesn't go, booyah. 
because that was in the original version. And then yeah. there's this whole fucking funny scene where, uh, like, right after they separate the mother boxes, there's like this huge like explosion, and both Superman and uh, and Cyborg fall to the ground. And Superman's like, "I take it back. I want to die." And Cyborg's like, I, "I my toes hurt. I don't even understand the physics of how my toes hurt." And I like I liked those. I like that kind of Joss Whedon humor, where it's just like the characters being human and having a fun old time, you know? So like that that I miss a little bit, but he could have used more levity in this version. I, yeah, but like I, I feel like for every like hit that like Whedon does with his jokes, there's like ten bad ones. So it holds. Yeah, I mean, in this movie for sure, I would. Yeah, there like some other, you know, like I, I think that most in his other, like not to fucking sit here defending Joss Whedon because again, bad fucking dude, but like in a lot, of, like in the Avengers <laughs> movies, I think that they they land a little bit more consistently where I think it was, they didn't land as well in this one because it felt so tonally off because right. like the rest of it was like trying to be this big, this dark vision that took itself too seriously. Right. So like, then it just feels like it's, it's awkwardly breaking from the form whenever there's like a joke or something like that. But true that true, true. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Cause like that was one of the problems I had with this one. I mean, the first one too, but but especially this one is that it it had this air of sound, of feeling like it took itself too seriously. Like there were you know like all of these fucking drawn out slow motion scenes and the music, which I I I don't even like have the musical knowledge to describe why it was so bad. But it was like I, it I like was. I don't know what the term is for this, but you know that that kind of music that they use whenever in like Hollywood movies, whenever there's like some ancient foreign civilization. Where it like I, I I the one that I can think of is it happened in Avatar where there's like this weird sort of like throat singing it's not I, that's not even the right term but it's like oh like you know that kind of music oh yeah the one they use whenever they show an Islamic country in a like a real world yes. setting in a movie yes you know it's exactly. like in that in this movie oh they use it every single time wonder woman did literally anything and it drove me nuts because <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like it just has this air of like hollywood racism to it that it's just like it feels like it's like trying to take itself too seriously but also like it's just missing the mark in such a cliche way that is like pretty racist i think i they're they're trying to be racist but i don't know to who is what you're yeah thinking, right exactly <laughs> because it's 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 racist <laughs> in that like oh we can just make up countries as the united states and have them have this weirdly you know like islamic middle eastern vibe to them that is pretty inaccurate <laughs> yeah which is basically the purpose of bialia in dc comics so right expect well, to see I that mean, bullshit. They, and they continued that kind of weird motif so much, but also Jeff and I were talking about this. They did it with Aquaman too, but like <laughs> diegetically. Oh right, with with like the Icelandic, yeah, yeah, like the ladies yeah. singing in Icelandic. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Like <laughs> I already thought that scene was weird in the original one when Bruce Wayne shows up to this little Icelandic town and the entire town is just standing outside watching him walk into the fucking like bar or whatever. But then like. When fucking Aquaman leaves and goes and swings off, swims off in the ocean, this was not in the original. One of the girls in the fucking crowd just starts singing, like for no and then, reason. And then, like all of the women join in, and she just <laughs> keeps singing for an uncomfortably long time. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like it was bad singing or anything. It was just it felt so tonally weird and out of place. 
it, it's the same sort of vibe where it's just like, oh, look at this funny, weird foreign nation acting this certain weird foreign way because they're not actually people is how yeah. it felt. It's the same kind of thing as the music for me. <laughs> they were definitely going for like a, this is a god He's among god men and whatever. we are treating him with that respect. Yeah. yeah. But like, boy, did it not land. Like, why was yeah. she singing? Yeah, it's so fucking weird. It, I And I was fine with it until she sang for like a full minute straight with the camera on her to the point where I was like, "Does is this woman important? Are we going to see her again? Should I yeah. be remembering who she is? No, she uh, does not yeah. matter. <laughs> are, are, are they just trying to do like Anne Hathaway from Les Mis? But like that, hmm. that was like, it's like, I'm fine. I like the music didn't confuse me that badly. It was like, okay, I kind of get it. This ma- the scene makes a little bit of sense. It's really like, they're just respecting this god in their cultural way. That's cool. Cut it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like that's, Cut, it, would cut be... it by like three minutes. But it would also like maybe make a bit more sense if there was like any more follow up to that. But there's no significance to the people in this Icelandic city treating no. Aquaman like he's a god, like at all. Right? Like he's just a dude bro for the rest of the movie, you know? Yeah. And like it's, it, it's so again, weird. it's 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 twofold for me because it's this whole thing of like just these weird sort of heady like abstract moments that like feel like the movie's taking itself too seriously. But also, again, when I am watching a four-hour movie, I am looking for anything that should be cut, and that was another thing. Is just like this has even if it's an interesting sequence in the abstract, you have to be able to look at this movie in the, its entirety and be like. We don't have time for this yeah. because it has no significance to the movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, if, if it doesn't have any actual cultural significance for th- those actual people that it's trying to represent, we don't need it. It feels like a hollow gesture. Yeah. Like the way the entire movie is shot with like uh, shots that like linger on and people making uh, uh, pregnant pauses whenever they talk a lot. It's like. He was obsessed with like Sergio Sergio Leone spaghetti westerns, like the good, the bad, the <laughs> ugly, Once yeah. Upon a Time in the West, and like, but he didn't get why Sergio Leone did that, why he made his movie so long, why there were these long moments where the camera just held still. He just did it because Sergio Leone did it, and Sergio Leone was cool. So yeah, like it felt like he was trying to tap into something like film historical, but didn't really understand the significance of what, you know, it's just like using things that he found neat in other movies without understanding what the purpose of them was, I think is a pretty good summary of that, right? Yeah. Anyway, I I, I would love to keep talking about this for eons, but uh, we, we should move forward to the ratings section. All right. Thank you both for a uh, a very lengthy and <laughs> drawn out discussion. Um, not that I think it was that bad of a discussion. I've just tried to pull it back to the movie, which is lengthy and drawn out. Honestly, it's only a little above an hour. Still better than Snyder spacing. <laughs> no, yeah, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to. to throw shade on ourselves more as I was trying to just pull it back to the overall <laughs> thing with the Snyder Why Cut. Are we but <laughs> we are we are gonna be moving on to the rating section where each of us, I actually have one this time, are gonna rate the topic on a scale of one to ten uh loose hot dogs being taken out of the air by Barry Allen's the Flash. 
I hate you. I just love that scene so much. Completely for ironic reasons, but it's it's just my favorite scene in both fucking movies. <laughs> Wait, so we're, we're saying how much we liked the Snyder Cut? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think when it gets around to me, I'm not going to ask either of you to do this because, Jocelyn, you haven't seen the original and Chowder, it's been a minute, but I, I'm going to briefly talk about which one I thought was better, or at least okay. talk about some pros and cons when it rolls around to me, but for now, we'll just do it as a normal rating section. Just treat it as a movie on a, in and of itself. I mean, I think I'm gonna, like, say which I think is better, just because... Yeah, that, that's fine. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to put you in that box if you, you know. And you can go first, Chowder. Oh, okay. <laughs> One to ten hot dogs. Tell me how it goes. Uh, let's see. If we are talking about the original Whedon version, I give it like three, four, something like that. With the Snyder version, uh, despite all my complaining, I actually put it one above Whedon. It's just mm-hmm. slightly better. So if I give Whedon of three. Uh, Snyder's a four. If I give Wien a four, Snyder's a five. Uh, so you're giving it a number of hot dogs relative to its length? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay, okay. Uh, Sorry. No, no, that was amazing. I love that. Uh, okay. You know what Einstein always says, hot dogs are relative. So <laughs> here, here's why. Like, it, it becomes very clear that, like, Anything that was good about the original, it was Snyder's contributions and not Whedon's. Uh, and, like, if you're inclined to like Snyder's aesthetic, this movie really is more of the good stuff. Uh, and, like, I hate Snyder. I hate his movies. But, like, <laughs> it it is ultimately the more interesting version, even if it mm. drags on way the fuck too long. So yeah, that's what what I have to say about it. All right, fair enough. Joss, Lynn, not <sighs> Joss Whedon, of course. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. I mm, I give it to free free wheeling wieners. Uh, <laughs> one of them is for cyborg. <laughs> he gets he gets a treat. Um, this movie, like, so my, my thing with these, this movie is, it is four hours. Yeah. It does not need to be. Yeah. I could probably edit this into three different films. (laughs) Which originally it was supposed to be, like, split into, like, six parts, and then they're just like, nah, let's just make it four hours. Well, but, but, like, if I had three films, two of them are, you know, introducing characters that we should have gotten actual introductions for... Um, And then the third one was whatever the rest of this stupid plot was of resurrecting someone from the dead. Those two movies would be great. That third one is still dumb. Mm -hmm. But, like, I I just... The potential of what was in the Snyder Cut is at least something. Yeah. So that's why I give it two. Because there was potential for something to be decently made out of all of this. Neither of them, I, I I will say, without having seen the Joss Whedon version, that neither of them are great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But potential was there, and so they did, so Cyborg gets a, gets a hot dog, and the potential gets a hot dog. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, a quick addendum. <laughs> yes, no, the Whedon version gets two, Snyder gets three. That is my final answer. <sighs> Darn. Fair enough. I, um, yeah, so... 
I don't know. I feel like I might land sort of on the opposite end as Chowder here because, like, when I watched the Snyder Cut, I was like, wow, that was better than the Joss Whedon version, which I remember I liked the Joss Whedon version well enough when it came out just because I heard it was going to be so bad that I wasn't expecting it to be good that I was like, oh, that was kind of more enjoyable than I thought it would be, right? And then, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was really bad. But then when I watched the Snyder version, I'm like, that was better. And then more recently, when I just watched the Joss Whedon version again, I was I it kind of went back and forth where I was like, no, actually, I think I might have liked that version better. Because like, when I think about all of the things in the movie that really stick out to me as like huge problems, most of my big problems were in the Snyder cut. You know, like there's there's problems that I have with both movies that they share, but I feel like like there there are more cons to the improvement of the Snyder Cut to me than there are pros. Like I've got a, like a list here where it's like my pros are like Steppenwolf looks way better and feels like he's got more of a character. The Lex Luthor scene I think was better. Uh, Flash is less annoying. Uh, we don't have Superman's lip as an issue, and there's no scene where fucking Flash and Superman go and save that Russian family randomly, right? Those are my pros. My cons are, uh, now no one has any issues with resurrecting Superman. I think that's a huge problem for me. Uh, the music is a lot worse. I mean, the music in the original wasn't uh, incredible, but, like, I didn't have as much of an overt problem with it. Uh, there's too much slow-mo and, like, nonsensical heady nonsense uh we didn't really need the joker scene at all martian manhunter has no business being in the movie they have uh less defined roles in the final fight and it just like feels a little bit messier than in the original uh it's four fucking hours long and uh dark side for fucking forgot what planet he was on <laughs> those are all my problems which are exclusive to the 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 uh snyder cut and overall like i feel like they they would have evened out in some way of like i like some things better in the original i like some things better in this one but then when i come to it it's like mm, but it is four hours of my life that i'll never get back so i yeah. think i fall yeah. with the the Snyder cut being on a two for me and the weeding cut being on a three. That's sort of where I land. So I'm still in the same boat of they're both bad films, but I, I kind of feel like I like the original one better just because it, it wastes less of my time. And I really feel like the majority of the added length to the Snyder cut is like... To a detriment. Not, yeah, to its detriment, right? Like there's not much that was added that I'm like, oh, that's better. Like most of I the just, stuff that I can that I can like in each of these movies is mostly in both of them, to be honest. I, I just realized why the music's bad. Why is that? He didn't want to have to pay someone to do a score for four hours. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's a pretty good explanation for yeah. it. But like literally, he probably used a lot of stock, like because we do that too. Like yeah. grab stock music. And pay for the stock music and just lay it under where you need it to and make it work. Yeah. The, the main thing with it for me was the fucking, you know, the weird, like we talked about the, the weird pseudo Middle Eastern, like Hollywood stock yeah. crap music. Like that drives me absolutely nuts. But, um, I, you know, I, I think that's. Oh, God. It's just mm, that, the music was bad. It was bad. Yeah, that's that's gonna have to be where we where we wrap this one up. But uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening to the Common Geeking program. Uh, again, I've been your host Jeff Levitt. Uh, you can find me 
I've got an Instagram where I once upon a time posted art stuff and maybe it will again someday in the future called Things I Wish Existed. There's a dot between each word. Um, and I've got a YouTube channel where I do uh, toy reviews, mostly Transformers stuff. That's Alchemist Prime Reviews on YouTube. Uh, again, I have been joined by Chowder and Jocelyn. And uh, yeah, you guys have anything you want to toss out there? Hi, I'm uh, Chowder, Chowder or Timel Chowdery. You can find me at Timel Chowdery on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on our sister podcast, Dice Populi, where oh, yeah. I am a cast oh, yeah. member. Woo! I just did a little uh, Call of Cthulhu one shot that I'm a little proud of, even if it ain't perfect. Be proud. Um, I'm Jocelyn, and uh, I don't have socials that I'll give out, but watch Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart and Tigtone in the series, two very tonally different shows, on <laughs> HBO Max. And potentially, I'll, I'll, I'm, you know what? I'll say it. Soon, eventually, critical role on Amazon Prime. Oh, fuck. Um, are you allowed to say that now? I'm allowed to say I'm on it. That's so. nice. Nice. Not that I can say much more. <laughs> but... Yeah, watch Critical Role on Amazon Prime. Whenever Eventually. it... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually! But uh, yeah, our, our next episode is going to be airing on, of course, the third Friday in May, which will be... How long can I stretch out this sentence before I open the calendar? Will be May 21st. So tune in for that. But of course, we'll have another briefing program where we cover the geek news on May 7th, the first Friday in May. So also look forward to that. And uh, yeah, without further ado, thank you for listening, subscribing, sharing, and everything else that you do for us. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Geeking Program is hosted by Jeff Levitt, joined this episode by Timel Chaudhry and Jocelyn Barkenhagen. This episode is sponsored by Absurdism. One must imagine the editor's happy. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt. It features original music by Colin Ketchin. This episode was edited by me, Timel Chaudhry, as well as Jeff Levitt. We'd love for you to stay engaged with us on social media at Geeking Program or by using hashtag CGP. If you want to know more about us and all of our other projects, head to commongeekingprogram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned, and as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. waiting for you to say ciao like you do every, you haven't done it the last couple times and it's killing me it's just <laughs> killing me inside chowder it's like you're waiting for the fucking joker line that just never showed up of the we live in a society i'm just sitting here waiting for the ciao to end our show but you're just gonna leave me fucking hanging here aren't you ciao jeff we live in a society we live in a society <laughs> oh christ <laughs>